Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we are talking about the psychology of your local neighborhood socialist. Yes, there are lots of them out there, as we can tell by our U.S. elections in uh, 2020. You know, socialist-leaning people tend to uh, uh, feel good about community, about sharing, collaboration, uh, competition. They often feel like the greatest good uh, accrues from self-sacrifice for the common good. And they feel good about redistribution until all lives are much more equal. And of course, you know, that was a foundation of Karl Marx's famous exhortion uh, (laughs) for, for which, according to his ability, each according to his needs. And that's a quote of Karl Marx. You know, such a a psychology basically translates into sadness, often anger, even fury that top people, top executives make millions of dollars. They own mansions while other people, despite government and private uh, 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 charity, live a meager existence. And, you know, socialist leaning people also tend to feel that government's more aligned with their true values than the private sector. And so, you know, their positive feelings about redistribution, about government, animate support and sometimes passion against, uh, for instance, any Republican in in the country. Uh, Democratic presidential candidates tend to advocate uh, for free college, for citizenship for illegals, making Puerto Rico a state, uh, reparations for the African-Americans, equal health care for all, without regard to whether they've paid into the system or even to the U.S. legally. Now, if you're a capitalist, they lean towards people who tend to feel that rewarding successful people is ultimately wiser than redistributing to the unsuccessful. And so cautiously or not, they invoke the core psychological principle that's basically in a psychology called behaviorism. And you get more of what you, what you, uh, you, of what you reward. You know, capitalist-leaning people use that foundational principle of behaviorism in supporting free market competition. So if people are allowed to put their dollars where they believe is best and that will, with exceptions, reward the best, motivating them to continue to create better products and better services while other entities uh, succumb to the creative destruction of capitalism rather than government propping up unsuccessful corporations. You know, so capitalists believe in the psychological principle of behaviorism and it animates their feeling that, that, it, that it's wrong to raise taxes on wealthy people when they are creating the jobs for other people. And capitalists tend to feel better about a a purely merit-based rather than affirmative action approach to hiring in college admissions. They feel more justice accrues from a healthcare system that rewards legal residents who pay into the system by providing them with a level of access beyond basic level that anyone might be entitled to simply by virtue of being human. And so that same 
behavioralistic psychology principle undergirds the, the, undergirds the capitalist-leaning people feeling that it's correct to be tough on crime. For example, opposing uh, 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 policies that reward felons, felons and, and they punish law-abiding ones by giving ex-felons and non-felons equal footing when deciding whom to support. And so, you know, capitalism also are more likely to believe that that uh, Abram Maslow, who was a psychologist, his theory of self-actualization over social contribution leads people towards selfishness and away from prioritizing the needs of the collective. And so capitalists point to the communes in the U.S. and the kibbutzism in Israel, most of which have long since disbanded because in practice, individualism trumped the collectiveness ideal. And so this means that people who lean capitalists are more likely to support Republicans, even though they may dislike uh, someone's personal style. Uh, they, they, they've been inconsistent in capitalism. And uh, so if they have been inconsistent in capitalism, they feel that that is what Democrats do, that they are not uh, uh, anchored on the idea of what this country was built on originally, which was capitalism. And so, you know, there's a lot of value in, in, in the idea of both sides, of both socialism and capitalism. But the problem is, you know, when people – where socialism usually falls in as a better idea is when people are in desperate needs and when people have no resources or they're suddenly lost their job or they suddenly are losing their home, they're losing – uh, they're not able to feed their kids. You know, those are crises that do cause us to want to think more towards socialism. However, this country, the United States, and many other countries around the world are founded on an idea, and it's in Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged um, and, and the Fountainhead that she wrote, which is basically rugged individualism. That means we make our own way in life. And that makes us stronger. But that's probably why most people don't like us, because our manners are not the same as capitalists, because we run people over, we run businesses over, we buy people out, we make our own rules. It's, a, it's a very much of a free will mentality. However, at the same time, the socialist mentality tends to worry more about how you are interacting with others, what the rules are, lots of rules in socialism, lots of uh, rules of how to behave, lots of rules how to run a business, lots of rules how to function in a community, lots of rules around behavior, uh, and it's it's just amazing uh, the, the differences. And you know, I live in Seattle, and I got to tell you, this is a socialist environment, very much so. I'm not saying it's a bad environment, but it's definitely a socialist environment here. However, if you go outside of Seattle, you're going to mm -hmm. find that people. People are more ruggedly independent, more about building a life for themselves, more about having a family mm -hmm. of their own, more about loyalty, more about relationships, a lot more about a whole lot of different things. You know, but the, the fact is, is that our country is being caught in between socialism and capitalism. And it's a really dangerous walk because it's being done so suddenly by the Democratic Party that it's taking us completely away from how this country originally operated. Not saying that how we've operated has been perfect because it hasn't, 
but it is our country. And people have died for our flag, died for our country, and and served our country. And, and we have to understand, we have to respect that. We do have to respect that. And so many people uh, are not on board with that anymore. They don't want our country to be what it was built on. They want it to be more socialist structured. They want everybody to be taken care of. And that's because over the last at least 20 years, people have been feeding our young children, the young populations, the people 20, 30 years old, beginning to vote, they're being, they had been fed a socialist mentality. They've been fed uh, a sense of politics that is entirely different than what the rest of us have operated under. And so now uh, we are working for the government, not with the government. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that we've all learned over this time to live under unemployment. And it's really sad under this time that we've all had to learn to make do with whatever the government gives us. You know, it's, it's sad that we as people have lost our will. Our will is what is so important to have. You know, Nietzsche gave this concept of will to power. And will your will is your essence of living. It's what makes you passionate, makes you purposeful. The problem with socialism is it destroys your motivation. It destroys your sense of being. It destroys your individuality. And all it does is make us into milk toast. And milk toast is not tasty. Milk toast gets boring. And milk toast as a way of life means that we don't have that passion and purpose to do great things like tour into outer space that they've recently done, you know, go to the moon, go to Mars, learn how to, to uh, you know, resolve environmental issues. I mean, these kind of things are very important. And if we don't, if we lose our drive and just fall in behind each other and just march forward so everybody can be the same, we're going to look like North Korea, China, Cuba, and it's ridiculous. We're not stupid people. We're smart people. And we can think for ourselves. We don't need people telling us how to think. Unfortunately, if you go down the socialist rights, you lose your rights. You lose your purpose. You lose your passions. You have to fall in. And there's retribution if you don't. That's why this mass crap, look at the Democrats all over the country. They loved us to be imprisoned in our homes and tell us what to do and feed us lies and let the media lie to us. I mean, shoot, we, you can't even get an article on uh, CNN or, or, or a report on Hunter Biden. You can't even get that. You just can't. And even though the guy's a criminal and his dad, who's president. But yes, you know, people in the Democratic Party band together. Look what the people in socialists down in Texas do. They go, they go to, to Washington when they have to vote on the law of how to clean up the voting rights. My goodness, it's just amazing how this world operates. In socialism, you don't have a free media. You don't have a voice. You don't have a politician who represents you. You have no one who represents you, and you can't even represent yourself. But people don't think about that. They think about what they'll gain, not what they lose. And when you lose your rights, you will lose them forever. And it's a slippery slope. And we've got three and a half more years of socialism in the White House operating our country. And it's sad. 
it's deeply sad and it's deeply ineffective. And and how this country allowed themselves to be brainwashed by media who does not say anything about what any Democrat does, good, bad, or indifferent, and demonizes the capitalists, <laughs> what we lose is us as a nation, as a body of people who who actually – Enjoyed having the police, enjoyed having safety, because when you're not safe, if you've ever been to a third world country, the problem is they are not going to be inventing how to go to the moon, how to do great things, how to cure uh, COVID. No, they're not going to do that because they're too worried about surviving. They're their own police. They're their own educators. They're their own uh, they depend on the loyalty of their neighbors and themselves as a clan, as a family, to protect themselves. That's because the law there doesn't work. Here in this country, now we're moving to third world mentality. But why? Why would we do this to our country? Why would we allow a million people since February to come across our border without even investigating them, not even caring if they had COVID, not even – I mean the, what, what they're doing is watering down our population in order for us to go to a socialist mentality. Three more years, that's going to be five to six to seven million people entering our country from everywhere and, and God only knows what that's going to do to our country and to our safety as people. However, our politicians could care less. The, the, the Democratic Party could care less. The socialists could care less. We are a, not even a, a, a worthy of being a commodity as people anymore. And that includes white, black, Hispanic Chinese, Asian, Korean, whatever you are in this country, we are not being valued. The people that are entering our country illegally are valued better than the citizens who live here. And that's socialism, folks. That is grooming uh, and gaslighting our population into believing that three three and a half trillion dollars is going to help our country uh, in taxes. No, we're selling our kids' future. We are selling out our kids' future. We are not allowing ourselves as people to create dynamic opportunities like Elon Musk. Look, you know, dude invents the electric car that actually works and actually goes places. He, he goes into outer space. He's built rockets. He's built everything. He's, he's ingenious. But the dude, you know... Would that happen in this country now under socialism? No. We have to go – if you want to be successful, you actually have to go to poor countries and establish uh, your business there to manufacture products and then ship them back to the United States where none of us benefit from that. We all lose our opportunities and we become a servant population, slaves of the government. And sadly, those people in the government – are going to be the ones that are living as capitalists successfully off the body of work of all of us who have built this country and continue to build and defend this great country. And so it's it's sad, but it's true. And the psychology of these folks has to be understood because if nobody really unveils what the agendas are, we will never be able to write it. You know, <laughs> 
you have to understand, intelligence is out the door. Ethics is out the door. Law is out the door. You know, if, if you're going to live in that kind of a mindset, we are all going to lose who we are as people. You know, uh, the purpose, the, you know, looking at, at, at also what happens in socialism, and, and they're, they're rightly suspicious of the field of psychology, but, but because they have to uh, uh, put up with a therapist telling them their problem, and actually some socialists actually like that. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, if socialists navigate our psychological problems when both the analysts and the remedies are all products of capitalist society. In other words, everything but cutthroat competition and capitalist irrationalities. You know, how do socialists navigate our psychological problems when both the analysis and the remedies are all products of capitalism. And so, you know, this is a this is an idea that's very important in psychology in this day and age. And and you know, as we look at it, what's rather happening is that people are wanting therapy to be long and enduring and deep. And that's fine. That's great. That's Freudian and that's all where it started. But the problem is our society moves very fast. If we go to a more socialist mentality, what's going to happen is therapy is going to be watered down, less effective, more long, more time-consuming, and probably a more critical component of a person's life as far as having friendship and, and camaraderie, which is great, but that's not the foundation of psychology. The foundation of psychology is to create epiphanies to help people and give them the tools they need to live better, do better, and get back to their individual lives. And so it's, it's a real conflict that's happening in this uh, world of psychology, and we really have to come to understand it. All right, we're going to take another, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk more about the differences between capitalist and socialist psychology. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers channels. Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. 
Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the uh, local neighborhood socialists. Yes, the psychology of the local neighborhood socialists. You know, capitalist psychology splits the individual from their social, historical, class identity. It takes basically the stripped-down, isolated uh, individual is human nature, and it, and it, it's at a point of departure. A socialist psychology basically connects people to the type of society we live under, and, and in a historical period in which we live, uh, our socialist class location uh, as is a point of foundation. So, most every psychological problem is rooted in the chaotic nature of a lot of different systems and how they interact. And what we need to understand from a capitalist perspective in psychology uh, is that capitalists tend to need to, uh, we, when we do psychology, we're trying to get people back into their life, back into their families, back into their work, getting them healthy, getting to a point where they can think clearly and do their work and be the person that they are. With a socialist psychology, it's more about continuously staying acclimated and feeling balanced in your life uh, as much as possible and to be able to join others and just intend to do your work or do whatever you're supposed to be doing. But the problem with socialism is it lacks passion and purpose. And it takes the soul out of the human life. You know, we are souls living a human life. And if we lose our passion and our purpose, and our purpose is not about us, it's about others, but it's really trying to understand how we can help others. Well, we can help others by excelling in areas in life that other people don't excel in. But in a socialist mentality, there is no rise to expertise. It's get to where you need to get, and then if you get the, the certification, you can do the job no matter if you're effective or not. And so we lose that sense of being excellent. We lose that sense of, of being able to perform at a very high level, and it's weighed out by the idea that we have to all just be mediocre and get by, and everybody should be equal as far as money, as far as decisions, as far as outlooks, but the real truth is we're all individuals who make different choices than each other, have different beliefs, 
and we all need to make room for each other. And that's what capitalism does. Socialism is a system to be taken advantage of. Capitalism is a is a system where you have to prove yourself on your own merits that you can help other people in a very special way. It actually extenuates the human spirit, allows us to have person, uh, passion, allows us to have purpose, allows us to think clearly and to excel to whatever level we need to excel in order to provide needs for other people. And that is capitalism. Unfortunately, we've got these milk cows that are all crowding up as Democrats in, in the White House, in the, in the Congress, all over these states, all these crazy governors, Democratic governors, allowing themselves and allowing their state to slip into socialism without people really knowing what they're being slipped into and basically gaslighting our kids in school to think that socialism is the right way to go. And this has been going on forever. And now it's taking hold. Now it's taking the seeds are starting to grow and the decisions are starting to be made that lean towards that direction. And it's a sad direction because it's really what all of us, our country, our forefathers escaped to come to the United States so that we could be our own country. That's what they built our constitution around. Unfortunately, it's being tore down in great numbers, in great sections. And we have to understand there's a great danger in that. And, and it's, it's, socialism is a philosophy. It is not a reality. It's a philosophy. It's an ideal. It's, it means that, you know, everything has to be fair. No, fair is a place where they judge pigs. There's no such thing as fair. You know, that's not what this life was constructed for. We all have different pieces and puzzles and things that we have to understand are important. You know, it, it, there is a truth that capitalism does assume people are fundamentally selfish, which promotes narcissism, promotes uh, ADHD, it promotes depression, it promotes uh, a sense of anxiety and living in anxiety, panic attacks. All of that is exacerbated. That's the downside of capitalism because we have to make it. We have to survive. Money is the means of survival. Well, I'd much rather be that than having to have a revolution and kill everybody and, and end up being a big clan of people with a culture and a psychology that we have to fight with. And that's what our country wants to be. No, we need to be free thinkers. We need to be people of God. We need to be people who believe that there is a greater responsibility than just us, and that is to love one another. But we don't have to love one another as socialists. We're not sitting in a tribe trying to hunt down you know, our, our dinner for the night. We're not in that place anymore. Why? Because of capitalism. Because people innovate and people invent and create. And that creative spirit is very powerful. And it's got a lot to do with how we as people need to evolve in our spirit, in our person, as human beings. We need to evolve, not join another culture of prejudice, which is what socialism does. And so if you think from that perspective, you know, people that live in a psychology or in a philosophy are not well grounded and they run themselves into the ground as a government 
or they never succeed, or people will do what capitalists do. They'll go into politics and steal all the money for themselves, like Vladimir Putin or Castro or whoever else you want to pick, the, whatever the dude is in North Korea. I mean, the, come on. They live like they're emperors. And don't you see what that leads to? Joe Biden sitting in the White House. What is that? What is that? And how did that get there? A rigged election, I can say, but, you know, most people don't believe it was rigged, but I certainly believe it was rigged. And, you know, um, for socialists, you know, our work, the person's work is a collective, creative activity. It's very process that that uh, people depend on. It, it, it raises us as and it joins us all together. And however, what it does do is if we don't meet the expectations of a socialist society, we have repercussions of a socialist society. And so whoever takes over in a socialist government is the say of how the government will operate. Not for the people, it's for the person running the country. And the very thing that people were criticizing Trump being, which was being basically an, an emperor or whatever, a ruler or whatever, Joe Biden's done it tenfold, tenfold. He doesn't speak for the people. He speaks for Joe Biden. And it's sad. But uh, us as a country, that's where we're headed. And three and a half years is a long time. And three and a half years, a lot of bad things can happen if this country doesn't get its head on straight. You know, uh, individuals have free will. And they more or less freely choose their situations, their religious institutions, their educational sense, what propaganda to listen to, because that's all there is out there is propaganda anymore. And, uh, you know, mystification, collusion with, you know, with, with people. That, that's kind of the way that our society is moving. And, and for social psychologists, all these forms of sociopolitical control affect people's free will. You know, if we're going to inundate our population with criminals and, and, and people from all over the world who, pro who many have terrible, horrible criminal backgrounds come into our, and, and, and their gangs and their, their drug addicts and all kinds of crap, and we're getting that. It's pouring into our country. That is going to dehumanize people. That is going to make us live in fear. And when people live in fear, when people have no police, when they have nobody to protect, society in general, when we live in fear, that's where we live as a, a third world country, in fear, in fear. And if you live in fear, it's really hard to innovate. It's really hard to invent. It's really hard to create. You have to feel safe to be able to do those things. And people take that for granted. You know, <laughs> capital psychology, capitalist psychology glorifies the private relationship between the individual and the therapist. The individual's private world is best handled away from other people. Socialist psychology is more about group therapy. It, it has a good success rate in some but depending on the group that's there, but basically your secrets are no secrets. The idea is that people should never have secrets. People should not be able to uh, not self-reveal. People need to be open about everything and everybody needs to know their business. Well, that's not always healthy, you know? 
it's not always healthy. But unfortunately, now that we live under socialist, uh, basically social media, great word for it, socialist media, they basically own our words. They track us. Big brother. They track and do and watch everything we do, and then they attach things to it. And, and so basically what they're doing and what, what our government's acknowledging and won't do anything about is allowing these institutions, the Amazons, the, 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 the Microsofts, the Apples, the, the um, Google, <laughs> all of that and more, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all of that is just tracking us as human beings like a stalker. And people don't realize it until later on what's going to happen is that information is going to be used against us or it is opened up so other people who may use it in bad ways can hurt us. It's just sad. It, it's sad that this human development is, and actually in this day and age, and our children are being stunted and gaslighted into a life that is not how this country was built and why this country was successful. They have been brainwashed into the idea that the socialist way of life is the way to go. And it's not, it's not the way to go. Once again, you cannot live in a philosophy. Capitalism is not a philosophy. It's a function. It's a function. And it does well. And it allows people to celebrate their lives. So as we look at human development, we don't evolve if we don't have free will. We don't evolve if we have the ability to free think, to use our imagination, to invent, to innovate, to create. We have to have that as people. And, you know, the sad truth is eventually we will evolve back to it. Unfortunately, dumb people have taken over and we're having to operate under the socialist mentality. And it's even so bad that People in, or in every neighborhood, basically, if you claim to be a Republican, you're labeled as a, as a prejudiced Klan member, and especially if you're white. And, and that's really sad. You know what the truth is about slavery? For over a thousand years in Europe, white people were slaves too and very poor. And guess what? Lived in socialism, lived in Marxism lived under kings and rulers, had to fight, couldn't think for themselves. And yeah, they were slaves. They were bought and sold. People that were poor were bought and sold, white, Asian, all over the place. And then what happened, sadly, and this is what's taken on the socialist idea of strength, is what they've done is they've looked at these angry white people that were slaves who moved over to the United States to start all over and restart their lives and then go to Australia and start over and start their lives. These angry white people got to have slaves. And that's what has created the enormous amount of prejudice in our culture. And it's sad, but it's there. It's sad, but it's there. And, and we as a country need to right that wrong, but we also need to celebrate our differences and we need to enjoy each other and learn from each other and innovate from each other and, and work together and help each other be successful in our lives. That's a much healthier way, but from a psychological perspective, 
psychology needs to be more of a tune-up to get you back out there and get you healthy. Not sit here and talk about how your mother created all your problems. That could take a lifetime. That's not the innovation of psychology. Psychology is a very vital area where if you water it down, people don't heal. And people have all kinds of horrible trauma, marriage issues, kids issues, abuse, neglect, loss of jobs, loss of life, loss of poverty. There's all kinds of enormous issues, affairs that we have out there. And that requires people that are trained to deal with it. And if we water down socialist psychology, what we won't get is the experts to really help people. That means we'll have to go elsewhere for that. And that can be very traumatic for our population. You know, we are wanting to have the experts. If you get cancer, do you want your neighborhood doctor or your local doctor to be handling it? Heck no. You want an expert. You need an expert. You know, if you're having your back surgery, do you want your general practitioner doing it? No. But if we do the socialist thing, everything gets watered down and your local doctor, your general practitioner, ends up being your surgeon. No. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. But that's where we're headed, folks. And that's why I'm taking such a strong emotional stand on this because we are right at the edge of this country tipping over. And our politicians that are not our politicians that were elected by Google and Facebook are out there basically doing socialist politicians and policies. And we're just sitting like like a bunch of herd, the herd mentality, as Dr. Fauci would say, another fine socialist, that we would uh, that we're going to just follow just like a herd. We basically have no opinion and we're just having to be guided through life. All right, we're going to take another break. We're going to come back. Hopefully, I can calm down and give you a little bit better, uh, more clearer ideas about social psychology. Come back. your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. 
Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. You know, if we look at, uh, we're talking about uh, your neighborhood, your friendly neighborhood uh, socialist psychology. And um, Bandera, Bandura did a social learning theory. And this theory sees the environment as uh, active and the person as passive. And he argued about the power of the social models, like attractive, powerful, having expertise and shaping people. This kind of theory would be a, a materialist one in which people are seen as victims of a social circumstance, not of their choosing. And uh, in sociology, um, the movement from mechanical to organic society historically might be an example because the individual appears as a passive victim of the division of labor in society. Is that what we want to be? Passive victims being manipulated into a place and an attitude that we all have to be, to, that, that we cannot free think that we need to adapt because that's what socialism is about. It's about adapting to the needs of society as a whole. Now, if we think about what we gain and what we lose, what we lose is us. And what we gain is everybody feels good about each other, but then they may not feel safe because in socialists, they're not going to have the tax base. We're not going to have the corporations that fund the government. We are all going to have to fund each other in some mediocre state of living. There is no place to go in socialism except for if you want to be the president or whatever then guess what? You're going to be rich and you'll do really well. And you get to make all the rules for everybody else. And you're probably going to have to kill quite a few people to get into that position or gaslight the entire population into believing that what you have to sell is the best thing in the world. And uh, sadly, 
countries like Cuba uh, allowed that to happen, North Korea, uh, China, Soviet Union, Russia is what you call it now, have all allowed that kind of stuff to happen. And Venezuela, uh, did they thrive? Do they thrive? No. I've been to Russia. I can tell you what, they're poor and they live in these dinky apartments, not all of them, with with ceilings that are basically about eight foot high and they're all cookie cutter and they're dirty and don't have a lot of bedrooms. I'm not saying everybody's like that in, in Russia. It's not like that. There's a lot of people that do really well, but the fact is an overwhelming part of that population is dirt poor and, and they don't they're not celebrated and and they have only certain places that they can go and they have their place in society and there is a classism and and people don't believe that they don't understand how it tears down our very human nature fortunately people that migrated to this country before it even started were smart enough to understand that there needed to be a do over where people could celebrate each other, where people could help each other succeed and thrive and create, you know, food and create a sense of learning and create a sense of how to survive, how to make it, how to how to how to cultivate a field, how how to raise a cattle, how to how to make beer. Well, all this stuff would not happen in a socialist environment. It just doesn't happen. And unfortunately, if it does happen, it happens to a much more vanilla degree than what you would find in a capitalist society. You know, the fundamental belief of socialism is that injustice, exploitation are at the core of capitalism. Employer-employee relationships, that's what's capitalism. But you see, you can own your own business in this country if you want to. You can have that. You don't have to work for somebody else. In a socialist country, as a socialist in psychology, you would have to follow and work for the government or other people. You cannot work for yourself. You cannot own a business. And so, you know, I don't want to be a slave. I don't want to be a surf and I don't want to be a psychologist or a therapist working with a milk toast population who's very angry about their life and can do nothing about it because they allowed corrupt people to take over their government in a free country. It's amazing, but it happened. You know, it's it, socialism is about transforming the inside. You know, the hierarchies where a capitalist or a state board of directors makes all the key uh, enterprise decisions to, to a worker cooperative where all employees have equal democratic rights to make those decisions. Therefore, therefore they become a collective, their own employer. That's in a socialist world. They're a collective, but they're not going to be their own employer. You know, nowadays, if you go to China, if you go to Russia – you're going to find that those societies are moving back towards capitalism. And, you know, that's you. we need to learn from that. We need to understand that. And we need to learn from their populations that have lived under that suppression and escaped it and came to the United States or came to England or 
or China or wherever they've come from, they're actually beginning to celebrate the idea that they have money, they have a life, they can be successful, they can enjoy themselves, they can do what they want, they can get the education that they need, that their brain is geared for. All of that is what people come here for. But if they're going to, we're going to lose that. We're going to lose that edge as people if we fall into this socialism and water down our society and water down our life. You know, socialism's diversity of interpretations and proposals for change shrank to basic two notions back in the 20th century, moving from private to state-owned and operated workplaces and from market uh, to centrality planned distributions of resources and products and also the welfare state. You know, governments regulating markets, uh, compromising the market so much that they basically either have to fold down or pay most of their profits into taxes and into the government. And so the evolution there and, and the diversity of socialism is obscured. Socialists themselves struggle with the mixed results of these experiments. These these psycholo- these physiological this 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 uh, philosophical uh, ideas that they put out there without any facts or figures. And if you look at the, the Cortez, whatever you call her uh, uh, in New York, the crazy woman, uh, she's basically spouting all this socialist stuff, and then she'll grab facts and lies just to make herself feel justified. And people think that's okay because that's what our media is doing nowadays. That's what it is. You turn it on and then they'll back up their own facts with other people that will spout lies and, and make them believe that they're telling the truth. I grew up when uh, Walter Cronkite gave the news. And God, I, I just pray that someday people would look at that and value it and go back to that model where he did real news without taking sides and actually told the truth. That would be nice. And I pray for that day comes. You know, it's 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 really important that, you know, public ownership is one of the primary components of a socialist economy. And, and that means everything is public property entirely. And and uh, they want it to be a centralized planning. They want it to be meaning that whoever's doing the planning is in complete control of your life. And uh, also they want to tell you what to eat, what to, uh, what kind of people to be around. They, they basically want to define your freedom and what you can be free and what you can't be free. They want to have equal income distribution. So nobody can have a house for them. They're going to have a house that's allotted to them. And then there's a pricing and a planning process so that everybody can live under that assumed economy. And, and that those characteristics are sad. That means that we're, all of our freedoms will be taken. And as, as, as society would be run democratically only to meet public needs, not to make profits for a few. Well, that sounds good, but that's not life. And guess what? That's going to mess up psychology in so many different ways and in people's psychology because now uh, if, if, if they fall into a, that, that democratic thing, the anger and the resentment and the lack of a, having a voice, which is called disrespect and creates rage, that is what will be driving our culture and that has been driving us 
during COVID where we've all joined a socialist nation. We all became a socialist nation under COVID, guided by these idiot governors all over the country who operated as kings and queens of their own states, doing terrible things, making horrible decisions, following bad advice from our leadership. And and sadly, sadly, this country has been operating as a socialist function during COVID, and people are angry. They are anxious. Divorce rates are up through the roof. Uh, people's incomes are down. People are lazy. They don't want to get back to work. They want the government to give them more money. So they just want to suck on the bottle for the rest of their lives. Well, that's not how we're intended to do. That's not what we're intended. That's not how we're built. You know, if you drop somebody in the middle of a jungle that's depressed, they're going to die. We can't afford to be depressed. We can't afford to depend on everyone else to give to us. We have to survive. And we have to do that either as a society or on our own. But we need to function and we need to not give our life away to people that we don't even know who have no good values because we're all flawed. We're all flawed. And we're not supposed to bow down to whoever makes decisions for us. We should have our own opinions and respect each other's opinions and listen and learn from each other. It's called Socratic learning. Just like Socrates sitting on the steps of the Acropolis, they all learned from each other. Each had their own philosophy. Each had their own own way of life, and they respected that, and that's how people form and function. But if we develop philosophies in which people have to live by, that's a different thing. Philosophies are, are best served with individuals migrating to a philosophy and maybe using it as somewhat of an operating system in their own life for their own individual needs, for their own spirit, for their own soul, for their own journey to help them guide them through. Me, I gravitate to uh, 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 experientialism. That's important. Being alive in the moment, existential thought, being here, just here in the present. Not living in fear in the future and fear in the past. Just be right here. So that's a good way to live. But do I operate that way all the time? No. But do I gravitate to that philosophy? Absolutely. Because it's important. Because you're alive when you're here in this moment. There is meaning in this moment when you're here and available and functioning. When you're in a socialist environment, you're having to function completely in the past and in the future rather than not in the moment because we lack passion and purpose because we serve other people without expertise. We serve other people, period. And that is not helpful. All right. I've ranted and raved all this time, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of emails. I want to thank you for listening. I I love hearing from you, by the way. And and you can do that on our webpage, voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now, remember, Socialists believe jokes are not funny unless everyone gets them. Also, what happens when you're too poor for affordable health care? Do you die? Also, socialists will give you the shirt off my back. And make sure during COVID that you practice socialist distancing. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. 
Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 